What is up, H-Town? How you guys doing? It is 9.15 on Tuesday night, August the 2nd, here on the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I am your humble host, Jeff Balke. You can find me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E. Oh man, what a couple of days. What a couple of days. Both for the Astros, as the trade deadline has now officially passed about uh, five hours ago. And also for this podcast, I have some incredibly exciting news. And I don't want to wait. I don't want to hold you in suspense. So I'm just going to let you out with it. So when I began this podcast a couple of months ago, we're now on episode 10, uh, the folks at Believe recruited me. It was a, a tremendous honor to come on and do this podcast and talk about one of my favorite all-time teams in the Astros. One of the ideas at the Believe Podcasting Network is a way to really make these things successful is to pair a host with a co-host who has some background within the sport. In this case, and in the case of all their other uh, podcasts, sports podcasts, they pair them with former players, former coaches, people who've been known within the sport. Now, I've known since the beginning that the plan was to pair me with a co-host at some... I mean, you guys don't want to sit around and listen to just me yammer. Let's be honest. Even I don't want to hear that. But I knew that they were going to pair me with likely someone from the organization, the Astros organization, former player, former coach, something like that. I did not know who it was going to be. Uh, This was something that I had been waiting on for a while. And um, not that exactly I was treading water out here. I felt like I was holding my own. But obviously, this podcast is going to be a lot more fun when there's somebody to interact with, particularly if that person knows a lot about the game and has the kind of personality that you would want for a podcast. And let me tell you right now, the person that they landed me, when the email came across and said who had joined the show, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually didn't believe it. I get a lot of PR emails from companies saying, hey, have you checked this out? Hey, have you checked this out? Would you like to write about this? Would you like to talk about this? I thought that's genuinely what it was. I thought it was a PR email from someone saying, hey, this guy is joining a new podcast. And then when I looked at it and saw it was for this podcast, I nearly fell out of my chair. So I don't have a drum roll sound effect or anything like that, so you're just going to have to bear with me. Beginning probably next week, we haven't really gotten all the logistics factored in, but beginning very shortly on this podcast, I will be joined with my co-host, Jeff Blum, former Astros third baseman, current color commentator for the Astros TV broadcast, Blummer, will be the co-host of the Astros podcast here on the Believe Podcasting Network. And, And I'm honestly, I've been speechless over this. I'm a big fan of Jeff Blum. I think he is an outstanding commentator. I think he's funny. I think he's personable. I think he and Todd Callis do an excellent job. I heard him on the air tonight with uh, Kevin Eschenfelder, who's also outstanding. And so, yeah, uh, we have some logistics to figure out, figure out how we're going to make this all work. He's had a podcast for quite some time and done well with it. And of course, he's on broadcasts and everything else. Um, I'm over the moon. I hope you're excited that that the Blummer, that Blummer will be joining us here on the Believe in Astros podcast starting very, very soon. And I am like, I couldn't be more excited about it. So 
I I do want to dig in on the trade deadline and what the Astros accomplished. And you know, I was on, uh, but I'm still freaking out over Jeff Blum. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like, look, I'm a longtime Astros fan. Who wouldn't be? Okay, so now you know. So let's talk a little bit about the trade deadline, which again passed about five hours ago. Um, I was on KUHF on on Houston Matters, 88.7 FM here in Houston, uh, on Monday mornings like I normally am talking sports, and Craig Cohen, the host, kind of brought up with me, hey, it's been kind of quiet leading up to the deadline. And I said that all hell was about to break loose, and boy, did it. I mean, talk about a wild couple of days. I mean, look at, I mean, Juan Soto and Josh Bell both going to the Padres, which, my goodness, if they can get Fernando Tatis healthy, that's a crazy lineup. But the Astros, I really was very impressed by what the Astros did because what they did was they didn't go out, you know, they, I think they wanted Josh Bell. I don't think that was smoke and mirrors. But I think ultimately what they came down to is they made some decisions that were smart that were targeted, and that really fit the, the culture and the makeup of this team. Now, uh, no, they didn't make the kind of huge, splashy moves that maybe you might have, might have wanted or thought they would make, but they were smart moves, right? Very smart moves that didn't cost them a ton of capital. I mean, I think most of us thought, oh, okay, if it's Josh Bell, it's going to be at least Jose or Keaty. And we're sort of, you know, justifying that by saying, well, they have too many pitchers as it is. But in reality, they only gave up one major league player. And that was Jake Odorizzi, a guy who, to be honest with you, was probably going to be the odd man out in the rotation when Lance McCullers returns. And he pitched tonight, pitched a couple of innings. He's still getting his pitch count up there. I think he's at 55 tonight or something. So he's not far off. When he gets back, it's going to be a, it would be seven-man rotation. But I think a lot of people thought, well, they're going to probably have to trade your Kitty, one of their young arms. And they didn't have to do that. I think a lot of people worried that they'd have to trade Hunter Brown or one of their top prospects. They didn't have to do that either. They did move Jose Siri, which I think when you look at it, Jose Siri, extre- exceptionally def- talented defensive player, but 27 years old and still just doesn't have a handle on what he's doing at the plate. And they need better plate discipline. They don't need guys that are hitting poorly. The, the, one of their biggest problems has been hitting the baseball. So, so what they did was they made a couple of really, really smart moves. And let, I just want to go through those. Of course, the biggest move, the biggest move really, was the acquisition of first baseman outfielder Trey Mancini from the Baltimore Oil, Orioles. Excuse me. I, you know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm still stuck on this Blummer thing. I'm just saying it. And I'm going to the game tomorrow, by the way. Little uh, businessman special. Should be fun. Anyway, they get Trey Mancini from the Orioles, along with pitcher Jaden Murray, who came over from the Tampa Bay Rays. This was a three-team deal. Kind of an odd one. You don't usually see that. And in exchange, they gave up Jose Siri and Chase McDermott, who's a uh, minor league pitching prospect. A decent, solid uh, arm, but not spectacular and really still in, I think, high A ball at this point. But Jose Siri was the really, that was the guy that you had to give up. Tampa Bay wants to plug him in as their everyday center fielder. Great. 
Mancini, I think what's great about Mancini, first of all, this is a guy that survived cancer, um, missed an entire year struggling with that. He's a, a fan favorite in Baltimore, just a really good person by all measures. He's also hitting the ball, which the Astros really, you know, he's 30 years old. He's slashing 268, 347, 404. That's better than Yuli Gurriel. It's certainly better than whatever they're doing in center field right now. But, and even though Yuli right now is raking, let's be honest. But when you look at that, that's a smart move because you get this guy, you get Jaden Murray, who's a young, who's a, a pretty decent uh, arm who is going to be in the minors. He's already moving up to AAA, I believe, or maybe he's at AA currently. But when you look at Mancini, this is a guy who can play some outfield. He can play some first base. He can DH. That's what he's been doing in Baltimore. He's played most of his time at first, but he has played in the outfield. So when you look now at that rotation, you say, okay, with Diaz, who, by the way, has been raking as well, with Gurriel, with Mancini, Jake Myers, Chaz McCormick, who, by the way, is, is better than you think. Look at his numbers. Um, with Jordan Alvarez, and then eventually, hopefully, with Michael Brantley, although he's not swinging yet. James Click did say today he was optimistic that he would return this year, even though now we do know that Jason Castro will not be back. Right, More on that in a moment. But when you look at all those guys, and you look at Bregman and Pena, you say, okay, there is a rotation here between all the infielders and really most of the outfield, center and, and left field. You can move Kyle Tucker around a little bit as well. They have the ability now to give guys days off, to move guys in the DH spot. That's something that, that kind of flexibility, as we're, I mean, there's there are 12 uh, games up on Seattle. They're going to win the division. They're not going to have to worry about you know, winning every single ball game here going from here on out. I'm sure they'd love to get home field advantage. They probably won't, and that's probably okay. What they need to do is make sure they're healthy and fresh when they get into the playoffs in October. So this helps them accomplish that without having to give up a ton in exchange. Sure, it's not the flashy move of somebody like Josh Bell, but it's a smart move. It's a it's a it's a James Click, you know, type move. And it's going to give them loads of flexibility, right? Speaking of flexibility, they also added Christian Vasquez, their Red Sox catcher, in exchange for infielder Emmanuel Valdez and outfielder Willier Abreu, both uh, guys playing at Corpus Christi. Solid double-A prospects, not anybody that it was high in the Astros' prospect list, you know, top 50. But when you look... So Vasquez, he's here in town for the Red Sox. He just literally flipped uniforms. Didn't seem real thrilled about it at first, but hey. Um, he's a guy that is hitting better than Martin, Martin Maldonado, although it's hard. I mean, at this point, it's difficult not to hit. He's hitting 282 this season. He's going to platoon with Maldi, and I think it's great. You're going to give Maldi days off. And by the way, these two guys train together. They're friends. Maldonado drove him to the ballpark today. I think it's a good addition for them. It gets a bat in the lineup. And, by the way, another pinch hit option off the bench. And he's a solid defensive catcher as well. So you're not going to lose much defensively, and you're going to gain something at the plate. 
So another really good move to, to help increase their depth and their flexibility. Then finally, they moved Jake Odorizzi. Now this deal was interesting. They basically traded Odorizzi for the veteran left-hander Will Smith. And Will Smith has had a tough year. He has not been doing... He's got a 4.38 ERA in 41 games, but he's a lefty reliever, something the Astros really haven't had the, the benefit of, at least not a decent one in a while. And when you look at him, he's a guy that's been really good in the playoffs the last few years. So I think the goal there is to bring him here, work with the Astros pitching staff, and you know, sprinkle their magic fairy dust on him, as they do with almost every other pitcher, like, and turn him into the guy that that he has been in the past. They don't need him to be spectacular. They just need him to be a good left-hander out of the bullpen. A guy can hold it down and hold his own, right? That's all they need. They don't need anything spectacular. And I think that's what they'll get from him. And look, Odorizzi, again, is a guy that's going to be the odd man out when McCullers gets back. And when McCullers does get back, they can go to a six-man rotation, give everybody, again, more flexibility, more rest, more time to decide what they want to do when they get to the playoffs and make those decisions on the roster. So look, again, they did not make any huge, like, earth-shattering, mind-blowing deals, right? And to be honest, I don't think that's a really a problem. They got a couple of bats, that I think were sorely needed, right at a time where, by the way, Aledmus Diaz is hitting like crazy. And Yuli Gurriel, last I checked in the game that was going on, he was two for three. He's really been picking it up. Bregman's hitting. Jose Altuve continues to hit. Pena's been down. We have to wonder, like, will they give Pena a little bit of time off? Maybe let Aledmus play a little bit more, right? Give him a little, just some breaks, just to ease up on him so he can get comfortable for the playoffs. I mean, he's playing a lot of games, and there's a lot of expectations on his shoulders. But, you know, bringing in a guy like Man City, again, it's just going to add to that rotation of guys. And if they can get Michael Brantley back, there's no guarantee on that, right? This The balky shoulder that he has, and that's B-A-L-K-Y, not B-A-L-K-E, hardy-har. That shoulder that he has the problem with, if he can't get that right before the playoffs... That's a big loss to them. Having Mancini and having a guy like Vasquez who can come in and hit, that makes a lot of difference. It really changes the dynamic of who the Astros can be the rest of the season and into the postseason. So I was very positive about their deals. I did not view anything that they did as particularly remarkable in terms of you know, these, again, not blockbusters, but just smart, just smart. Good deals, solid deals. They don't hamstring them in terms of salary. They don't, uh, you know, they, they're not going to put pressure on guys who maybe are worried about their jobs like Yuli. You know, you, you bring in a guy like Josh Bell, who's primarily a first baseman, Yuli is going to have to take a backseat to him. Mancini's going to play a couple of different positions, and they're going to move guys around. And I think that's actually great for all of them. So I was very impressed with these moves. Uh, as I continue to be with James Click. I mean, look, to be honest with you, right now we've got pretty good GMs in Houston. Raphael Stone is seemingly a genius with the Rockets. We'll see what happens with the Texans. I'm still skeptical about that. But I will tell you right now, I think James Click is really doing a good job 
And we'll see how this pays off. Who knows at this point how this is going to pay off for the team. But it does feel like something's going to happen. Now, right now, the Astros are losing to the Red Sox. I Last I checked, I, I checked in the sixth inning. And, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's, so, it's so weird to think of the Astros losing at all. Because right now, it's bottom seven. They're down two to one. Um, you know, they. St- I, there's no... There's a good chance they'll still win the game, um, or maybe they won't. But right now, one of the great things is it's just not a huge concern, right? Right now, the concern is getting the team right, getting the all the players in, in the right positions, getting everybody healthy. They, you know, wins and losses are great, but this is not a team that is going to be worried about losing the division. They're going to win the division, right? I'm saying that right now. So right now, they need to figure out their rotations, figure out their lineups, figure out how they're going to make this work, both offensively and defensively, um, and on the mound. And I think they're going to do that. So I'm going to finish up because I'm still just a little bit giddy uh, about my earlier announcement. If you if, if you decided to skip the beginning of this, which why would you? Um, Jeff Blum. Blummer. Astros broadcaster will be joining me as my permanent co-host uh, hopefully starting next week. I think that's, I'm hope, hoping that's the plan. Um, there'll be an announcement on Twitter as well. And so uh, I'm very, very excited. I'm looking forward to uh, getting on a mic uh, with Jeff Blum and plumbing the depths of his baseball knowledge. And I'm hoping for some really good stories because I know he has a million. I know he has a million of them. And uh, I think it's going to be really fun and a good time and, and good for you guys because, like I said, uh, more of me, not necessarily a great thing. <laughs> Let's get some more Jeff Blumen, right? Okay. So thanks very much for listening. Find me on Twitter at Jeff Balke, J-E-F-F-B-A-L-K-E. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I will talk to you next probably with my new co-host, Jeff Blum. So stay tuned. Follow me on Twitter to find out more. And until then, go Astros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.